Praise the Lord. I'm sure we can all say that today, can't we? I'm going to have Brother Darrell to come and uh, speak to us today. Harry, just sing that for us again. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Yeah. It's a privilege for us as the people of God to be gathered in this age of darkness. Terrible, terrible darkness. Our country, our world, our nation, the majority of humanity in such a stage of darkness. And God has allowed us to be able to walk in His light. He's truly amazing. Nobody loves me like him. Mountains, Let's open our hearts You're today. breaking down the weight of all my mountains. Lord Jesus. Even when it feels like I'm surrounded. You never leave my side. Even when we couldn't love ourselves sometimes, he still loves us. You know, sometimes in, in love, it's, sometimes it's the little things, you know, that mean really the most to you. Like we was talking last night of that when I was tired and I just wanted a little extra seat on the airplane. And he showed his love to me. Just something simple, just to let you know. I love you. Amen. Amen. You know, we as kids, we'd play, to get those little daisies, and we'd do that. She loves me, and she loves me not, and mine always fell on not. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but you know, with God's daisy, it's, it's just, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with us to the book of 2 Timothy. We want to read from chapter 2. In verse 1, we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus, and it's kind of an honor to be, to be with you once again this weekend. Amen. And I certainly appreciate the presence of the Lord last night, and oh, we serve an awesome God. Amen. And can never, can never praise Him enough. You know. If you think if you had 10,000 tongues and 10,000 languages, it still wouldn't be enough just to express, you know, I, I like that song, you know, that says sometimes, you know, I, I really don't know what to say with my, with my word or with my language, so listen to my heart. Amen. You know, I remember uh, years ago, I'd come in from a meeting late, and I didn't want to wake up Cheryl, and so I just sat down in the chair and thought I'd wait for everybody to, to get up, and Allie was the first one up 
that morning and I heard her and she came down the steps and I was sitting in the chair and she looked right at me and looked away and then she, she said, Daddy. She come running and jumped up in my lap, you know, and I said, did you miss me? And she said, uh-huh, I missed you, Daddy. And I said, was you good while I was gone? She said, uh-huh. And I said, mm-hmm, I'll ask Mama that, you know. And, <laughs> and then uh, she just laid her head on my chest and she never said another word, you know, because love has its own language. And directly she said, Daddy, so I can hear your heartbeat. She's just a little old thing. Said it's going thump 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 thump. Amen. And I'm so glad we could climb up in Daddy's lap this morning, ain't you? And just listen to his heart beat out. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. May the Lord richly bless you. Second Timothy chapter two, verse one. The Bible says this. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, "Therefore, my son." Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. For no man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Let us bow our heads this morning. I want to speak to you for just for a few minutes on chosen to be a soldier. Our Heavenly Father, how in our hearts this morning we rejoice, Lord, as we heard the pastor say, Lord, of the darkness that's upon the earth. And yet you in your love for us has made a way of escape, Lord. And Father, in the human and our inability, Lord, I can't even speak big words. But yet, Lord, in my heart this morning, it speaks what it feels to say to you, Lord. We love you and we adore you and we magnify your name. And Lord, we ask this morning that you would take this feeble fault, Lord, and enrich it to the hearts of your children that they may take courage, Lord. For Father, we realize we are not here just playing church. It's not something that we just do, Lord, as a, just a part of our life. But, Lord, we believe this morning that it is our lives, Lord. And we want to be about the Father's business. And we pray this morning, Lord, that your word would strike our hearts, that we could take courage to take our position, Lord. For, Father, if we are the body of Christ, if Satan can get us dislocated. For, Lord, I've seen in surgery when people come in with dislocated hips and, and dislocated shoulders, how painful it is. They've still got a leg, but it don't function. And, oh, Lord, if the enemy can just get us off of our position, Lord. But, God, may each of us today find our place, Lord. And stand upon it, Lord. 
that great things could be done by your people, for you said your word would not return unto you void. Bless Brother Donnie, Lord, and his family, and his ministry, and bless the church. Oh, God, may we be a great light shining here, Lord, in this valley. May our sick be healed today. May our weak be made strong. May those who desire the Holy Ghost, may you just drop it into their souls this morning, Lord, that when we leave the building, may we say, did not our hearts burn within us? Bless your people today, Lord, for we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the bride says, Amen. I mean, God bless you. you. may be seated this morning. Chosen to be a soldier. Amen. There is, as we all well know this morning, a war. And this war is going on between two armies. It is an army of darkness and it is an army of light. And I want you to understand this morning that you have been chosen into this army of light to serve. This wasn't a draft. It wasn't just a random draft that God, that your, your number came up and you was drafted. Nor did you have to register for selective service. I want you to understand this morning that this may be a volunteer state. But what I'm talking about this morning is not a volunteer army. You didn't have nor could you choose to be here. You were chosen before the foundation of the world. I want you to understand this morning, you were chosen by God to be a soldier in the army of God. Amen. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit that, should, that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, it may be given to you. Amen. This battle that we've been called to fight in. It's, it's not just something that started last week. It's been raging for years. The prophet said this great first battle that was ever fought, it began in heaven. When Michael and his angels fought against Lucifer and his angels, it first started. The first battle was in heaven. So sin did not originate on earth. It originated in heaven. And then it was thrown down from earth, cast out of heaven to earth, and fell on human beings. Then the battle from angels became human battles. And Satan has come to destroy. The Bible said the thief cometh but for one purpose. That's to kill and steal and to destroy. So we understand that Satan has come to destroy God's creation. He wants to destroy what God has created for himself. That's what Satan's army, that's what he's come to do, is destroy this. That's what his purpose was, was to destroy it. The battle began here on earth, and now it's even raging in us. And the prophet said it's been raging ever since. And our commander-in-chief, I want you to understand, he could have placed you in any part of the battle that he chose. He could have placed you in the battle for justification. He could have placed you in the battle for sanctification. He could have placed you in the battle for the restoration of the gifts. But he chose to place you in this hour of great darkness. He did not place you here. He chose you for this hour that you could be called to the front lines. 
Now, I know many times when we talk about war and we talk about battle, sisters say, well, you know, that's a man's thing. That's got nothing to do with me. This message has nothing to do with me. But I want you to understand, anyone that's been in the army realizes there's different divisions of the army. They are soldiers who are called to be infantrymen. They pack weapons. They march with boots. When I was in the army, I was in, I was in artillery. Our job was to support those that fought with their rifles. We fought with the big gun. But not everybody fights out of a trench in an army, even in a battlefront army. They have cooks. Amen. The cook's got his plate. You can't fight real good on an empty stomach. So you may not be called to be in a foxhole, but you as a sister have been called, chosen by God in his army to work in your kitchen. Amen. Amen. Suppliers, different transporters, there's different positions. But the whole thing makes up a battlefront, battle-hardened army. Amen. God has called us to the front lines for this last great assault on Satan's kingdom. I want you to understand this morning. We've been called to do two things. We've been called to build up our Father's kingdom. But we've also been called to destroy Satan's kingdom. Hallelujah. I was born to tear down Satan's kingdom. Hallelujah. We've been called to tear his kingdom down. I want you to understand, we are the sham guards of today. Called by God to be restored back to battle for our rightful position as sons and daughters of God. To possess every redemptive blessing that Jesus Christ died to secure for us. We have been called to be what God had in his mind of us before the foundation of the world. We have been called, chosen in this hour to fulfill the prophetic word spoken by Malachi 4. For what is the Father's business for us? To vindicate Luke 17, 30. To vindicate Malachi 4, 5, and 6. To vindicate Revelation 10, 7. We've been put here to show the world that the ministry of William Branham came from God. Amen. Because we become what the prophet said. As Joel, Brother Joel sang this morning, when Mary said, Be it unto me according to thy word. She realized, I am the words of Isaiah made flesh. Amen. Amen. The message of Malachi 4 made flesh in me. In this dark hour that we're living in, the hour of Satan's invasion, the prophet said, Oh, Father, while the great darkness is on and the battle and the devil invading the countries, invading the pulpits, You need to pray for the fivefold ministry. Amen. They're under attack. Invading the pulpits, invading the churches, invading the peoples, invading the businesses, invading the cities and the schools and the homes. The prophet said, oh God, help us to stand 
and pull the sword quickly and fight for God. In that day of gross darkness, listen to me, that's not a day that's coming. That's a day that's here now. The prophet said the world will go insane. That's not something that's going to happen. That's happened now. They've lost their mind. They don't even know what bathroom to use. The world, come on somebody. You know it's the truth. If you're counting on the Democrats, you're in trouble. If you're counting on the Republicans, you're in trouble. Hallelujah. It's not Donald Trump I'm counting on. It's the Trump, amen. The sounding of the gospel that's proclaimed in this hour. And God said, my word will not return unto me void. Amen. I don't care how dark it gets. This message will be fulfilled. This day of gross darkness in this hour. How sad it would be if we didn't have prophetic words. If we didn't know the future. If we hadn't heard things that are to be. The prophet said, in that day of gross darkness, that's this day. The light will return by pure word. And we will. Not could be, not hope so. We will, we will return to the power of Pentecost to welcome back, to welcome back the Lord Jesus Christ. Joel said, and be glad then ye children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain mortally, and he will cause to come down for you the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will, oh, hallelujah, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, and the cankerworm, and the caterpillar, and the polyworm. I will restore to you my great army. Yeah. Hallelujah. And God said, I have chosen you for this great army. Glory to God. What was the power of Pentecost? What fueled Pentecost? The Bible said when the day of Pentecost fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each one of them. Every person that was gathered in the assembly got their own lick of fire. I don't need Brother Branham's. I don't need Brother Donnie's. I've got my own. What did Caleb say that day? Caleb didn't say, give me somebody else's mountain. Give me something that's left over. But he stood up there, said, enough of this nonsense. Enough of this negative talk. Give, oh, hallelujah. Give me my mountain. Amen. Amen. There's a lick of fire for you this morning. There's a lick of fire for me this morning. Oh, glory to God. 
Amen. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The power of Pentecost is God in His people. What is the evening light? What is the evening light? It's not just the title of some of our message churches, Evening Light Tabernacle. It's not just the title. What is the evening light? It's God in His people. God in His army, brother said. I was talking about the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiahs, the Messiahs. They are the light of the church today. They are the light of the world. Jesus said to the disciples, ye are the light of the world. What is the evening light? It's you. We are the light. If we reflect the Messiah light, the Messiah signs follow the Messiahs. The same as it followed the Messiah. Jesus said in St. John 14, 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The works I do shall you do also, And greater works than you shall you do, Because I go to the Father, And I send back the licks of fire, To make a mini bibbered body, amen, That signs and wonders will follow that body. We see in this hour, Two armies, An army of darkness, And an army of light. Satan's army, brings diseases amen it brings diseases when you're sick you're being affected by his army you're under attack by his army by his soldiers satan's army brings diseases but oh god's got an army and god's army is commissioned to cast them out amen Every time Satan puts anything onto you, God's army is to cast him out. Amen. Cast out. That's the very tactic that God used. Satan used the army of destruction to disbelieve God's word and set him up a better kingdom than Michael had. And God cast him out. That's God's method is to cast out evil. Cast down reasoning. Cast down superstition. Cast down scariness. Cast down diseases. Cast down sin. Amen. We're above it. Oh, we live so beneath our privilege. God has called us above these things. He never said that we wouldn't be sick. He never said we wouldn't be afflicted. He never said we wouldn't be attacked. But he said, I have commissioned you that when the attack comes, cast it down. Amen. We are an army. The Christian church is the army of God. We are soldiers. Soldiers. Of the cross. And I know many of you brothers here were soldiers in the natural. You served our country. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for going to war. That we could still fly the flag. And we could still stand here this morning and preach this word. If you can read, thank a teacher. If you can read English, thank a soldier. Amen. The most wonderful thing about this army is that God's army will never be defeated. God's purpose can never be defeated. 
My God, that ought to make you say amen. If nothing will make you easy, that ought to make you say amen to know no matter how hard the battle rages, no matter how much the bullets fly, no matter how hot it gets, no matter how much you sweat, we will never be defeated. We're not going down. Los Angeles is going down, but I'm not going down. I've got my orders. I've got a vertical evacuation. It's called the rapture. Amen. Hallelujah. When I was in the army, we had general orders, military. Remember, we had general orders, but we got a direct order from our commander for our rapture. Brother Jimmy, hope you don't mind me telling this. He was in Vietnam. Brother Jimmy was in Vietnam. He told me he was scheduled, I guess, to leave at a certain day. But they let him out 30 days early or something like that. And he was out there in the field and they came to him with his orders to go home. He said he left everything. Is that true? He left everything. Let me tell you something. We got orders for a rapture. And when I go, <laughs> I'm leaving everything behind. I'm not packing up to leave. I'm unpacking. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm dropping my hoe. I'm dropping my shovel. Amen. I'm laying my weapon down. I ain't going to study war no more. The prophet said, how happy we ought to be. Are you happy? Care to let your face know it? Be happy. Well, brother, I'm going through such a hard time. I, listen, I'm not belittling that. We all have hard times. I, I know you don't believe it. Preachers do too. But how happy we are to know that no matter how hard, we don't lose. There's nothing that can defeat God's purpose. Oh, how happy we ought to be knowing today, resting upon the beautiful revelation of the word of the living God, that there's neither things present nor things that can come. There's no sickness, no sorrow, no death, no pearls, nor nothing that can separate us from the purpose of the living God. What God has imagined in his mind, what God has purposed in his heart to bring the past. There is no demon. There is no power. There is nothing that can ever separate God's immortal, eternal plan. It must be as God said. We shall never be defeated no matter what takes place no matter what laws they pass in this country no matter how much they spew their hatred towards us Christians they will never shut us up we shall never be defeated so that means we're just on a picnic you know no Free from trials and tribulations? No. No, that's just the opposite. You know, God told Moses, I've already given you the land. As far as God was concerned, that's why he told Moses, why are you crying? Just speak the word. I've done told you my mind concerning this. Anything that tries to stop you from getting to that land, speak it out of the way. I've done told you. It's your land. I have already given you the land. Why cry? Just speak the word. And yet he told Joshua, 
Footsteps means possession. You will fight for every inch of land. Every inch of ground that God's already gave you. Because God don't want no lazy video playing Christians. He don't want no babies. God's not in the pamper business. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's not interested in baby powder. He wants to dust you all right. But it's not with baby powder. It's with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You'll fight for it. Paul told Timothy, Thou therefore endure the hardness. Endure the hardness. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That word endure hardness, it means to suffer trouble. To endure afflictions, to be afflicted, to suffer, endure evils, hardships, troubles, to be afflicted. The Amplified Bible reads it this way. Take, Paul said, take with me. I'm not just telling you something that I'm not doing. Brother Benham didn't tell us to do something that he didn't do himself. He led the way. He showed us the way. As Peter said, we follow in his footsteps. Paul said, take with me, take with me your share of hardship and suffering, which you are called to endure as a good first class soldier of Christ Jesus. We're not on a picnic. We're in a battlefield. Many people think when they just become a Christian, well, that's all I need to do. I can just show up when I want to show up. You know, if I don't go Saturday night, I won't go on Saturday night. I'll just... That's all I need to do. It settles it forever. I'm a Christian. Everything's going to be smooth. Sailing. I'm on the ship of Zion, boys. Got a buffet and everything. Just. Amen. The problem. The prophet said, don't never get that in your head. For I become a Christian to fight and to fight the good fight of faith. I become a Christian to get into the battle lines. When you gather that, that day around this table, there won't be one spot or wrinkle. But he said there will be scars. Scarred soldiers of the cross. The man stood out there, you know, the, the Roman, and they had the parade, and the guy stood out there, and all of them, their shoes were shiny, their brass was shiny, their plumes, with everything was just right. And there's a guy standing out there, his eye was all cut out, his scars all over his face. He tried to salute, but he couldn't, his arm didn't work right. And he saw the man standing there, he tried his best, even though he was wounded, even though he was scarred, he still was in the ranks. Oh, hallelujah. He stopped the chair and said, you, you there, where did you get those scars? He said, I got them in service for my king. He said, you, you will ride with me today. When I was in the army, we had to work, we worked in the, what we called the motor pool. We, I was on a 155 Houser, it had like a chrome barrel. We could shoot around a, a, a 21 miles on a max charge of a green bag eight charge. 
So we'd go out and we'd fire and those, those, uh, the, 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 the condensation, whatever, the, the barrels would rust. So we'd have to go back when we'd come in from the field and we would take sand and we would take oil and we would put it all over that barrel. Then we would take a rope and work up and down that barrel, getting the rust off of it. So we're ready for the next fire mission. Amen. Don't go home and lay your Bible up till next week. Be ready to fire one down range at any time. But I'll never forget, we was in the motor, and when you did that, that oil, you know, it would fly off. You'd be covered in oil. And the captain came down. We had a guy. This guy did nothing. <laughs> Make a good church member somewhere, I guess. <laughs> oh, his shoes, you could see. His, oh, the crease, you could cut butter with it. And he carried his handkerchief like this. And the captain came down to the motor pool. And here we was covered in sand and oil. And here he was looking like he'd just come out of the dry cleaners. And the captain gave him the day off because he looked so good. You know, I think that's the reason I got out of the army. Can I get an amen? That's the way some people look, they come, everything's just right in place. But you know why? Because they ain't done nothing. They never have to change their shirt after service. I didn't, I didn't come to be a spectator. I come to be a participator. That when I leave, I want the devil to know I was here. I want the devil to know I want him to hear my voice. I want him to hear my amen. I want him to hear my praise to God. Amen. Come to fight the good fight of faith. To be a chosen, to be a soldier in the army of God. We're Christian soldiers. You've got to train and be brought up to know the techniques of the enemy, how to fortify, to know how to fight the fight. I'm here to tell you this morning that your current situation or your circumstance, your current hardship, your current trial may be a direct result of your placement in God's army. Because God will allow these things to mold us and shape us for the battle he wants to use us in. I remember one time we was out in the field. I was a 203 man. I had a, a grenade launcher underneath an M16. You know, I went to the rifle range. Brother Donnie tell you, and Brother Daniel, they've hunted with me. You know, but I went to the rifle range and fired off a few rounds. And the drill sergeant came up and said, uh, you're going to be the 203 man. You're going to be the grenade launcher. <laughs> You, you, you don't have to be accurate. You just have to be close. <laughs> so I carried it the whole time I was in the army. I was a 203 man. And I'll never forget one time the Air Force boys come and picked us up. Brother Terry, use the Air Force. They come and picked us up out of the field and put our guns up in the back of these C-130s. I think that's what they were. Anyway, I was sitting there with my M-16 and my 203. And this Air Force guy, he looked at me and said, what in the world is that? And I thought, my God, I'm in the wrong branch of service. (laughs) 
God will allow things to come into your life to train you for the 203, to train you for the M16, to train you for the 1 M198, the 155 Houser. God will mold you the way He wants to use you. If God wants you to be a cook, be the best cook. If God wants you to be the supply man, be the best supply man. If God wants you to be a transporter, transport with everything within you. But if God's put you on the front line, fight with everything that is within you. Amen. Listen to me. As the battle rages, you become a real target the enemy has an arsenal of weapons he may try to keep you suppressed depressed compressed or distressed but be encouraged in the midst of the fight be encouraged know that no matter what the devil throws at you remember what the Bible says the Bible says no weapon no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Yeah. Hallelujah. I may be a real target, but I want the devil to know that we are a real army. We're not Boy Scouts. We're soldiers. Satan's desire is for you, as Brother Donnie preached there a couple of Wednesday nights ago, in his trophy room. He wants your head in his trophy room. He would love nothing more to take you down in battle and put your head on his wall. I got this one with lust. I got that one with this. I got that one with that. But I want the devil to know the bride has got a trophy room also. And we're going to hang on our wall. The devil of lust. The devil of pride. Come on, somebody. The devil of torment. We're going to put him on our wall. Because when we leave here, every devil will be under our feet. Amen. We are an equipped army. God equips his army for the battle he's called them to fight. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in High places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand! Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then he gives us one more weapon that I'm afraid we hardly ever really use. Verse 18, he gives us one weapon more. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Pray. You see, prayer is not a burden. Prayer is a weapon. Prayer is communication with your God. The prophet of God said that prayer was more powerful than an atomic bomb. 
They dropped an atomic bomb in Hiroshima to end World War II. They were people, you can look at the pictures, they were people that disintegrated from the blast of that bomb. The only thing left was their shadow on the sidewalk where they were standing. And for years, years, children were born with 10, 12 fingers and one eye and all kinds of birth defects. Born without brains, born all kinds of, because of the effects of one bomb dropped on Hiroshima. And the prophet of God said, your prayer is more powerful than an atomic bomb. That a mother praying for her children, long after she's gone and in the grave, that prayer will circle to earth until that moment that it's needed. Amen. Some of y'all remember Sister Clark, God bless Sister Clark's soul. Oh, you're talking about a warrior. She was a warrior. She was my Sunday school teacher when I was a little boy. And I went to see her when she was sick. Went over to the house me and Charlotte after church one night. And I'll never forget what she told me. Hey, Amen, sister. Oh, she was wonderful. She, we were sitting there and she said, yeah. That's what she'd always say, yeah. She said, I prayed for you. I always prayed for you. So when you was a little boy, I seen that God had called you to preach. She said, even when you wasn't serving the Lord, I prayed for you. <laughs> it just made me cry when I thought here, when I was running up down the road like an idiot. God had a prayer warrior praying for me. You see, prayer is not something that's one-sided. I hate a conversation when you can never get a word in. You know, you know what I'm talking about? How you doing? God bless you. Good to see you, brother. I got to go. I never even got to say hello. <laughs> and that's the way we do God sometimes. Blah, 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 blah. Amen. Jumping big. I never, got to say, I never got to say nothing. But prayer, it's not a checklist. Prayer is not a wish list. It's a communication between you and the God who created you. And you talk to God. And then you give God a chance to talk back. Amen. I remember one time when I first started serving. I know it's silly, but it wasn't silly at the time. It was a real battle. Satan attacked me that there was no God. And I wrestled with I said, I know there's a God. But I was wrestling, it was so real. I was actually, my chest from grieving was physically sore. I know it's silly, so it's silly. I know it was. It is now, but it wasn't then. It was a real battle. I said, God, I know there's a God. I know you're real if you would just speak to me. And I opened the window. And you know what I heard? A bird. A bird singing. Something said, who do you reckon he's singing to? <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> Amen. Oh, my word, man. Praying always. Prayer is a weapon. Notice, there's no armor in the back. 
Because we are not to retreat. We cannot flee from the devil. Because the word doesn't say that. The word doesn't say we flee from the devil. But what the word actually says is the devil flees from us. There's no need to back up. There's no need to turn around. We're not the one that has to move. He must move. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Always moving forward. Enduring hardship as a good soldier. Paul said, no man that warreth entangle himself in the affairs of life. That he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. That war means to do military duty. To be on active service. To be a soldier. To fight. No server, soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and to please the one who enlisted him. The one who chose him. Anybody that's ever, and I know there's brothers here who've been in the military. Anyone's ever been enlisted in the military is familiar with the term civilian life. When a man is enlisted in the military, you find yourself in basic training. I know I'm going to bring back some bad memories for some of you all. But you see, once you're in basic training, there are certain expectations are required of you. The commander-in-chief expects you to put off the old man. You're no longer to act like a civilian. Because civilian is non-military. I was 17-year-old in boot camp at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And I remember that night. They got us off the bus and we marched and put us in line and took us into this building. We had to start taking off our clothes and putting them in boxes to ship home. And they started giving us all the same uniform. And then they marched us over. I'll never forget. They marched us over to the barber. And they set this boy down. You know, he's one of these pretty boys. And the barber said, how do you want your hair, son? He said, just take a little bit off the side and kind of block it across the back. He said, he said no problem. Yeah. God. He peeled him like an onion. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Said that. Didn't bother me. I didn't have much to lose. <laughs> but a tear just ran. <laughs> we were raw recruits, but they turned us into soldiers. By being taught to endure hardness. The hardness that we endured in basic made us soldiers. The officers instilled into us the army's concept of discipline and obedience. We endured hours of drilling, endless parades, long route marches, constant pressure, tasteless food, guard duty without sleep, bullying by sergeants. Lectures. 
exposure to inclement weather. The whole procedure was designed to toughen us up, to make us ready for battle. The Roman soldiers of Paul's day were the toughest and most disciplined and the most efficient soldiers in the world. And Paul in his mind was reminded of that when he told Timothy he was a soldier of Jesus Christ. He had been chosen, picked out by God. And he needed to learn to endure the hardness that a good soldier does. He does not quit because he faces difficulty, task, or dangerous situations. He knows that his life is expendable. A many a man has gave his life for his brother. But Jesus said, no man has laid his life down for his friend. Hallelujah. Many a good man died on the battlefield saving his fellow soldiers. No one you must be prepared to lay your life down when it's required. Brother Bram said, a little man and wife, they used to sing a song that thrilled me. It goes something like this. Forgive me, Lord, and try me one more time. I'll be yours if you'll be mine. If I fall or if I fell, let me rise and try again. Forgive me, Lord, and try me one more time. And the prophet said, I like that. For any good soldiers apt to get wounded or they're apt to get hurt, but he's still a soldier got a purpose or something to fight for he'll rise and try again any soldier of the cross will do the same thing and I say to you this morning maybe you've been shell-shocked maybe something in your life has shell-shocked you and you've got amnesia that you don't know where you came from and you don't know where you're going but listen to the words of brother Joel so listen to Mary say be it unto me look back into the word and see that God chose you for this army God placed you in his army remember who you are you may be a wounded soldier, but you're still God's property. Rise up. Rise up. Let's fight again. Knock the dust off. Let's go. Keep on the firing line. Don't act like a civilian. You're a soldier. When you're a soldier, you don't come and go when you want to. You don't show up when you want to. You got a post of duty. You've got a responsibility. Stay your post. Don't get caught up in the affairs of this world. You have a mission. You're here for a purpose. Amen. Paul's instructions here is that we're not, not to get caught up in the things that's secondary to our mission. Not to entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life. We're warring. We must not be distracted from the battle. We're not like the world. We're not of the world. We are chosen by God to be soldiers. Don't never get so busy living life. You forget what you're living for. Going to church should not be just a part of your life. Well, I, you know, it's, it's Sunday. I guess I should go. Don't let, don't, do not let church be a part of your life. But let church be your life. Don't entangle yourself in the cares of this world. Endure the hardships as a good soldier of the cross. You see, Paul knew what it... Can I have just a few more minutes? Paul knew what it meant to endure hardships. He said, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I was imprisoned, but I kept the faith. I was chained, but I kept the faith. I was cold. I was hungry. I was beaten, but I kept the faith. I was rejected, but I kept the faith. I was persecuted, but I kept the faith. I fought a good fight. 
Let that be said of me. I was laughed at, but I kept the faith. I lost my job over what I believed, but I kept the faith. I had great sorrow, but I kept the faith. I faced great trials, but I kept the faith. My wife got sick, but I kept the faith. I got sick, but I kept the faith. Through the trial, through the grief, through the hardship, I did not turn back. I did not quit. I kept fighting. I kept the faith. I never laid my weapon down. Stay focused, my brother, my sister, on the eyes, your eyes on the goal of what we're marching to. Don't get tangled in the affairs of this world, but keep your focus on pleasing him who has chosen you to be a soldier. Soldiers of the cross moving forward. Our aim, our objective is to please him like Enoch who walked with God. He moved forward as God moved. Enoch moved. And the Bible said he was not because God took him. That before his translation, he had this testimony. He pleased God. How do we please God, the prophet said? By keeping his word. I was chosen. To be a soldier. I am what God says I am. Well, brother, I just don't feel that way. Never asked you how you felt. He never said, did you feel it? He just said, did you believe it? I was chosen of God. I am chosen of God to be a soldier. That's what God says I am. And I am what God says I am. I am a chosen soldier. How do you know? Because my daddy said so. Okay, I'm going to read something to you. And if any part of this or what I read applies to you, I want you to stay in. If this describes who you are, I want you to stand. If it describes what you are, I want you to stand and acknowledge this is who I am. If it don't apply to you, please don't stand. Don't just stand because everybody else stands. But if it's something that I speak strikes your heart, I want you to stand and acknowledge this is who I am. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures is my code of conduct. Faith and prayer and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, Tried by adversary and tested by fire. I was chosen in this army. I was enlisted from eternity for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. Amen. 
reliable, capable, dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. I am a soldier chosen by my God. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. I am a soldier. I am not a wimp. I am in place at my post of duty. Amen. Saluting my king, obeying his orders. Praising his name and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, card, or candy. Or give me handouts. I do not mean to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough. To turn me around. Amen. It may knock me down, but I will get back up. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, he equipped me to fight and gave me my marching orders. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I will win. <laughs> my God has and will continue to supply all my need. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The devil cannot defeat me. People cannot delusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. For I am a soldier chosen by God. Amen. Hallelujah. I am a soldier chosen by God. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to his side. I will be allowed to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army and I'm marching, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier marching heaven bound. Here I stand this morning. Will you stand with me?
Good help. Good team play. Chosen to be a soldier. Brother Brandon said, God, give me a job here to fight with the power of the enemy. And I'm a soldier after all. One in the ranks with you, dressed with your type of uniform, your brother in service. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. And with the true revelation of what she is and what she stands for, she will be an invincible army and the gates of hell will not prevail against her. But she shall prevail over them. I am a soldier chosen by God. An undefeatable right. army. Amen. The prophet said, when you really realize that God has revealed to you the truth of the thing, there's nothing in the world that's going to defeat you in it. That's all. You're absolutely undefeatable. Not you, but the God that's in you. Because you see, our commander-in-chief is not giving orders from a cloud. He's giving orders from you. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. I am a soldier. Here I stand this morning. God bless you, soldiers. Let's march on to Zion. We're marching to Zion. Let's bow our heads. Oh, God. I am a soldier chosen by God. I did not volunteer. I was not randomly drafted. But before there was a world, you wrote my name on your roll of your army. I may not be a captain. I may not be a lieutenant. I may not, I just may be a, it doesn't matter what my rank is. I'm just happy, Lord, to be in your army. Because I never chose this. You chose me. I remember, Lord, when I was in the army, driving by Happy Valley, going back to Fort Bragg. I would drive by this church every Sunday evening, see the folks out in the parking lot. Always felt sad. Because I saw them all there, and I felt like I wasn't a part of that. But I remember, Lord, over towards North Wilkesburg, Listen to an old rock and roll station on my radio. The radio faded out. Brother Branham faded in and started preaching. All the way over towards Winston-Salem. Before it faded back out again. Oh Lord. You was wooing me. Calling me. Bringing me to the realization. You do belong there. Those are your people. Lord, thank you today. Lord, if I die fighting, it's no disgrace. I said that Babe Ruth struck out more times than he hit home runs 
Yet he was the home run king. Oh God, just let me be found swinging, Lord. Let me just be found moving with your army. Lord, this thing I read, it spoke to your children this morning. May they take it with them, Lord. When the battles come, may they realize it's just the hardship that makes us battle-scarred warriors, battle-hardened warriors. For Lord, any man will tell you that's ever been in combat, when you're in a foxhole and the bullets are flying over your head, you want somebody beside you that's been in battle before. Someone that knows that that whistle sound of that missile means it's going to miss you. Oh God, may we not faint, Lord. May we labor in our well-doing. Bless your children this morning, God. When they see the battles, God, you allow these things to come into our life to mold us, to make us stronger, to increase our faith. And Lord, may they take the sword of the word this morning. When Satan's army brought diseases, brought sorrow, brought trouble upon their lives. May they take the sword of the word this morning. May they realize who they are, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And may they take it, Lord. And may they say, boo, devil. As the prophet said, the man had the dream. And every time the devil said, boo, he jumped back. And the, 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 the devil got bigger. And finally the man started saying boo back and he got smaller and smaller. And the prophet said in the dream, the man took the word of God and beat him to death with it. Oh God, may we take the word this morning and drive it to the heart of our enemy. May he get off of our children. May we be a sham guard today and stand up on our God-given rights as sons and daughters of God. This is our inheritance. This is what you gave us. You said, dear God, that we can have joy. You said you would above all that we would prosper and be in hell. God, you said these things belong to us. Every redemptive blessing that Christ died for is ours. May we be like sham guard today, Lord. And drive the enemy off of our property. For we are soldiers. Grant it today, Lord. May we take these simple, just a simple thought. But Lord, when the battle rages this week, may they realize I cannot be bawled out. I will not be pushed out. Oh God, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Grant it today, Father, I pray. Well, if her head's bowed just a moment. Maybe you're a wounded soldier. Maybe you're shell-shocked. My brother Brandon talked about the soldiers that was on the train. And they were taken into a sanitarium because they didn't know who they were. They'd been battle-shocked by the war, the shells and all. And it caused them to have amnesia. They didn't know what to do with them. So they had them on a train, taking them to a, to a sanatorium. And they stopped at a whistle stop to kind of let the boys stretch their legs. And the prophet said the this young boy got off the train. He got to looking around, got to rubbing his face. He started walking up over a hill and over another hill, come up on an old cabin, and an old man came out and said, Son, they told me you was dead, but I knew you'd come back home to me. And the prophet said, Right there in those familiar surroundings, he came back to the reality of who he was. Maybe you've been battle-shocked this morning. Maybe you've been, the battle's raised and you've, you've had so much trouble and you've had so much hardship and you went through so much that you feel like, I just don't even know who, I don't even know what my purpose is anymore. But I say to you, battle-wounded soldier of the cross, look into the manual of the Word this morning. 
Look into what the Word says that you are. God has chose you in this army. And you will not be defeated. Look in the familiar surroundings of what the prophet said we were, where we come from, and where we're going. Won't you just say this morning, Lord, Lord, take away my amnesia. Lord, take away my hurt. I, Lord, I want to I pick up the weapon. I want to fight again, Lord. I, I want to go back to the front lines. What if you just raise your hand to him this morning and say, Lord, I'm a wounded soldier, but I'm reporting for duty, God. You're able to take the wounds away. You're, you're able, Lord, I report to you this morning, my commanding officer. God bless those hands that are raised. I'm reporting for duty, Lord. Maybe you're here, you've never realized that God has chosen you for this great thing. Maybe it's like me out there running up and down the road thinking it wasn't for you. But something spoke to your heart this morning. And you realize this is who I am. This is what I am. This is my purpose for being on the earth. This is what I've been called in service for. I wonder if you would just slip off that old civilian robe. Put your uniform on this morning. Pick up your weapon. As we used to sing in the army, pick up your weapon and follow me. Oh, I wonder if you just raise your hand to say, Lord, I want to report for basic training, God. Take me, Lord. Shave the world off of me. The things of the world off of me. Let me be a real soldier. God bless you this morning. Lord, you see the hands, God. We surrender to you today, Lord. Take each of us from the pulpit to the back door, Lord. Bold us, Lord. Use us, Lord, for this great push to destroy Satan's kingdom. Grant it, Lord. Receive my brother, my sister today. My fellow soldiers, Lord, we're a band of brothers. We need each other. We will stick together. We will fight together. And we will reign together. Because we are the army of the living God. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The gates of hell will not prevail against us. But we shall prevail over them. Grant it today, Lord. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the bride says, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Do you love him today? Amen. Let's sing it. I'm a soldier, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. You better sing it. I ain't no. Oh, let's just sing a little bit before we go, can we? Amen. Go ahead, Brother Harry. Well, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier. In the army, I'm a soldier. In the army of the Lord, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Well, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the 
Jesus. Hallelujah. Wasn't that wonderful? Amen. Hey, you know, I could have read those same quotes and read those same scriptures, but I didn't have them same experiences to tell about what he had to tell. Or Brother Terry or Brother Daniel or Brother J.D. or any of the rest of the here that was in the military. So I would have preached it with all of my heart, and I would have believed it with all of my heart. But the experiences that he told, the houser, and the, most of you was like me. You didn't know if that was a house or if it was a, a 155, a 203. Uh, that meant nothing to me. Did it to most of you that was non-military? Well, you see, whenever non-message folks come and hear us preach, I mean, they... <laughs> Hallelujah. And when we read the Bible and when we read the message, we don't want to be detached from it. Right? We want to know by experience. When you're talking about the God of the Bible, you're talking about my God. You're talking about the God of the message, you're talking about my God because that's who I I have an experience with him. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Darrell. God bless you, brother. Brother Darrell had another sermon that he was telling me about that he was studying and preparing for, but his computer went haywire and crashed. I mean, I've had several of those events happen to me before that I studied in a certain direction, and all of a sudden it just totally disappears off the screen, and after you come to yourself from passing out, then you say, what in the world am I going to preach? You know? But I've seen it so many times whenever it would go this way or that. Wherever it went in cyberspace, there's sermons out there somewhere floating around. <laughs> wherever they went, and then you go to regrouping, and then you see the direction, you know, the Lord wanted. So to me, this was perfect. Was it, was it not for you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Probably every one of us need to get that thing that he was reading there at the end, I'm a soldier, all that, and make it a part of who we are nearly every day of our life, don't we? Amen. God bless you so much. So enjoy the service today. We're going to pray again before we let you go. And we've got a, one of our brother soldiers that's in the hospital today down in Georgia, Brother Randy Gisson down there. He's been really sick. We've been going through some real difficult times, and Sister Sharon had to take him into the hospital yesterday. Sodium really, really low. Um, they brought it up, and he's doing better, but they're going to keep him again overnight tonight. We want to just pray for our brother before we go. Anybody else with something you'd like to just raise your hand? You'd like for us to pray for you before we go? All right. God bless you. Let's just hold these, these needs and requests in our hearts. Heavenly Father, how we thank you so much today for this great word. Lord Jesus, thank you for such encouraging, wonderful things. Truly, Lord, for the most of us that have not been in the military, we can only relate because of an uncle or someone else that we knew and the stories that they have told us. And Lord, our group of young people this week have journeyed to one of the concentration camps and then to Normandy, maybe yesterday, today, or something like that. And uh, 
for a lot of them. They had loved ones maybe that was there. But yet, Father, as we hear these things today, we've never been, for the most part, most of us been into the military service. We're grateful for those who have. But we're grateful, Father, that we've been in the service of the great king. For that's truly a better service than the Air Force, the Army, the National Guard, whatever more. We're grateful for each of those that sacrificed. But, Father, we pray that you would help us, that we can be able to do that. May we realize, Lord, that we're not our own. You chose us to be soldiers in the army of God. So, therefore, we cannot quit. We cannot turn back. We cannot do as we wish. We are your people. Father, we pray for Brother Randy today in the hospital, Lord Jesus, that you'd move for our brother. In the name of Jesus, while we're praying right now, may the hand of God reach down and touch our brother there in the hospital in Georgia. You see, Lord, what he's been going through, and we're just asking you, Father, not for a touch, but, Lord, for a complete deliverance. Father, you see Sister Sharon, it's been really difficult for her. And Lord, I'm asking you that you'd move for her as well today. I'm sure, Lord, his family standing here, they're certainly concerned about the situation. And we know that Satan may come against us. As Brother, Brother Darrell quoted it, the prophet told us that Satan's army puts sickness on us, but the army of God takes it off. So in the name of Jesus, we resent these demons that's attacking our brother. May it leave him, Father. Lord, there was hundreds of hands that were uplifted, Father God, that signified a need, physical, spiritual, psychological, financial, whatever it might be. In the name of Jesus, these are your soldiers, Lord. Oh, Father God, help them to see today their rank is not really important. It's not important where everybody knows them or not. What's important is they're faithful in what you've called them to be. Help each of us, men, women, boys, girls, preachers, non-preachers, deacons, non-deacons. That, that's, that doesn't matter. As long as we're faithful to you and do everything that we can. Go with us, Lord. We thank you for this tremendous service today. Ask your blessings on Brother Darrell that you'd recoup and give him his strength, Lord. Bless his ministry as he travels around the world. Lord, going to Arizona, being one place Wednesday, another place Thursday, another place on the weekend, going to Poland, going to Alaska, just here, there, and there. May you give him strength, Lord. As I looked at him today, Father, his hair turning gray and I remember when we were just young boys basically here together, and I came here years ago. Now we're getting older, and Lord, we know the past laying before us. Father, if time goes on, someone will come and take our place. But we want to be faithful while we are here, Lord God. Help us all that we can do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn and shake hands with somebody and tell them, God bless you, brother, sister. Glad to be in the army with you. Praise God. We're not giving up, are we? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Got something else? God bless you, saints. Service here Wednesday night. Let's come back expecting the Lord to move. Oh, my. Let's just give the Lord another hand for that fine word.
want to say how much I appreciate all the different aspects of the church here, the trustees, the deacons, the singers, the musicians, Sunday school teachers, custodian, folks in the library, folks in the audio booths, video booths upstairs that do all the internet stuff, everybody. If you pick up a piece of paper on the parking lot, thank you for doing so. Whatever you do for the economy of God and the family of God, thank you. God bless you. I'm glad to be identified with you. I just hope as some of you, as he was preaching this about those soldiers in boot camp, that some of you, my name did not flash before you. I just had that feeling that somebody, when they was thinking about it, well, if I can help you get ready to meet the battle, I'll certainly be classified as your mean old sergeant. God bless you, saints. Love you in the Lord. Have a, have a wonderful day until we come back again Wednesday. God bless you. If you're in the battle for the Lord and Christ, keep on the firing line. If you and my brother serve Evil and spread good.